Aloha, Leslie. Aloha, Eva. I have a question for you. If you could go anywhere in the world, where would it be? You know, I've always wanted to go to Hawaii, so I guess if I could go anywhere in the world, it would definitely be Hawaii. Hawaii sounds wonderful, but honestly, anything is better than the island of Galveston. For sure. I could use a change of scenery from these brown water beaches. So what is so special about the 50th state? No, it's not their famous pineapples or their crystal clear beaches. How about the fact it was once a kingdom? Before we get any further, let's give a bit of background information, shall we, Leslie? Let's go for it. However, before we continue, we would like to apologize for any mispronunciations or terms that we are not familiar with. We had the chance of interviewing Mr. Brown, a U.S. history teacher at Impact Early College High School. So, Mr. Brown, what is the first thing that comes to your mind when you think of Hawaii's kingdom? American expansion. How does this tie into Hawaii? Because this was a time period when America expanded, like, huge. Like, we even talk of, call it American imperialism. Like, the uh, War of 1898, and when we grab Hawaii, uh, Midway Islands, Guam, uh, we expand all the way to the Philippines. So it makes me think of American imperialism. So let's take it all the way back to about the year 700 AD. It was around that time that the Polynesians first arrived in Hawaii. Not much records are found of those times until the year 1778. Let me guess, some European explorer landed in the islands that year. Here, guess is correct. The captain of the exploration was James Cook. With him sailed two ships, the Resolution and the Discovery. No one aboard either ship knew of the existence of Hawaii. Hawaii was much different back then. So different, it wasn't even known as Hawaii. Wait, really? Yup. Back then, the islands were all known independently of each other. Each had its own name, and all were ruled under independent chiefdoms. There were eight separate islands and four independent chiefdoms. Wasn't one named Molokai and another Oahu? Yes, and actually, both of these islands were under the same chiefdom. Oh yeah, and the islands Kauai and Niahu were under another chiefdom, correct? Correct. One of the other chiefdoms consisted of three of the remaining islands, Lanai, Kahulawe, and Maui. The island yet to be mentioned was actually the largest of all. It was a chiefdom of its own. It went by the name Hawaii. That last one you just mentioned sounds very familiar. Well, that's because it was Hawaii, then eventually turned to Hawaii. Over time, the name just developed into the name Hawaii. But did you know that before the islands as a whole became Hawaii, they were known as the Sandwich Islands? What? Really? And how did the name come about? Well, it was actually James Cook that named them that. Of course. Since at the time there was no collective name for the islands, he decided to record them down in his journal as the Sandwich Islands. He named them in honor of his patron, the first Lord of the British Admiralty, Earl of Sandwich. Oh, that's interesting. Yes. Well, enough of these fun facts. Let's get back to the history. Agree. When Cook returned for his second time to the islands, he met the then young Kamehameha. He was the nephew of the chief of Hawaii. Kamehameha became the only chief to be able to unite all independent islands and form one chiefdom. It started with him uniting his island with Oahu and Maui under his rule in 1796, and later that year taking in Lanai and Molokai. The point of him wanting to unite all of the islands was so that they could stand united against all European expeditions in case the Europeans tried to take the islands for themselves. At the time, America was still just the 13 colonies, so all they were looking for with Hawaii was to trade. 
1810, two Americans helped persuade the last of the chiefdoms to come to an agreement in which Kamehameha had sovereignty over the two islands within the chiefdom, but they could still be ruled by Kamali, their then current chief for the remaining of his life. It was because of their aid that the Americans were offered a 10-year monopoly in the export of sandalwood and cotton. However, because of the War of 1812 broke out a couple of years later, they were unable to take full advantage of such offer. Kamehameha passed away in May 8th of 1819. With that came the ruling of Kamehameha II all the way to Kamehameha V, who was the last to succeed the throne by bloodline. The two following kings, King Unalilo and King Kalakaua, were both elected. It was after King Kalakaua that Hawaii saw its first queen, Queen Liliokalani. Hawaii's early history is very interesting. However, let's focus on the life of Queen Liliokalani and her impact on the end of Hawaii's kingdom. On September 2, 1838, Lydia Liliolokawalania was born in Honolulu. After her birth, she was Hanai by a chief. Hanai is the proper term for an informal adoption, a common occurrence in Hawaiian culture. Following her education at the royal school, her brother, David Kalakao, became king. This gave her the title of Princess Liliokalani. In 1877, tragedy struck. Liliokalani's brother, Leleohuku II, passed away, making her the next heir to the throne. Before long, in 1891, she was no longer a princess. Queen Liliokalani ascends to the throne after the death of David Kalakaua. However, during King Kalakaua's reign, wealthy businessmen forced him to sign a constitution that limited the powers of the monarchy. This allowed foreigners with rights and privileges, meaning natives would not be able to vote and power was taken away from the royal family. The constitution would later be known as the Bayonet Constitution. This would later cause troubles to Liliuklani. On January 15, 1893, a majority of Hawaiian people and cabinet requested that the queen should make changes to the constitution. The natives of Hawaii did not agree with the American ideals the Bayonet constitution brought upon them. Later that year, Queen Liliokalani attempts to create a new constitution. This new constitution would allow power to be restored to the monarchy and voting rights to Hawaiians. All of this was stopped. And by whom, you may ask? None other than Stanford B. Dole. The pineapple guy? That's him, alright. Now I really want some Dole Whip. Anyways, let's continue. The New York Times later published, quote, The Queen's actions angered many of Hawaii's white businessmen, who formed a 13-member committee of safety with the goal of overthrowing the monarchy and seeking annexation by the United States, end quote. And who was the leader of this committee of safety? You guessed it, Stanford B. Dole. In 1895, the Hawaiian people were furious. The Wilcox Revolution began. They did not want the Kingdom of Hawaii to be overthrown. Sadly, the biggest battle was lost. In January 16, 1895, Queen Liliokalani is arrested. According to her autobiography, Hawaii's Story by Hawaii's Queen, the deputy did not allow her to examine the warrant for her arrest. Furthermore, the agent and manager of her property, Joseph Helue, was tortured without light, food, air, or water to get information about the queen out of him. Also, in her autobiography, in January 24, 1895, the queen signed documents to abdicate the throne. 
However, it was against her will. She was threatened with six prominent citizens to be immediately put to death if she did not sign the document. A month later, she was sentenced with misprison of treason, a fine of $5,000, and imprisonment of hard labor for five years. She was held prisoner in her own home, Washington Palace. And who gained control of Hawaii? Stanford B. Dole, you say? Right. However, it is now President Dole. Well, this just got dark. It's time for a Hawaii fact. Did you know, while in prison, the Liokalani wrote songs. Among them was the famous Aloha Oe. She was inspired by an 1887 horseback trip to Oahu in which she witnessed a farewell embrace between a colonel and a young ranch lady. However, there are speculations that the lyrics, Sweet memories come back to me, bringing fresh remembrance of the past, signify her desire to go back to the days of the monarchy. And we still managed to return to this dark mood. Well, this is sad history. We must continue. So on September 6, 1895, eight months after being arrested, Lilio Kalani is released from her prison on parole. Hold up. If she was in prison in her own home, where did she go? Well, Lilio Kalani and her niece, Kalani, convinced President Dole to travel to San Francisco to visit family. However, her main goal was to visit Washington in hopes of convincing President Cleveland, who was currently the President of the United States, to restore the Hawaiian monarchy. This was important. While interviewing Mr. Brown, he raised awareness about the relationship between Lili Oklani and President Cleveland. And Cleveland was actually friends with the Queen. And he had a report released that showed the Americans were, uh, the Marines that were sent, were at fault and they overthrew the monarchy. Um, the Congress later released a report that was totally conflicting and said that she was at fault as well and that it was okay. It was totally passed by. Her trip to Washington was unsuccessful. Nothing could be done. Following President Cleveland, President McKinley creates an annexation treaty to be sent to the Senate in 1897. The following year, Hawaii is officially annexed. It was now American territory. That meant there would no longer be a president. The title of governor was given to... Right again, Governor Dole was in charge of Hawaii. Fun fact! Although Hawaii became American territory in 1900, it took 59 years for it to become the 50th state. Our story does not end here. The United States accepted their mistake. Exactly 100 years after the monarchy was overthrown, an apology was given to the Hawaii natives. Why do you think it took so long, Mr. Brown? Well, that's actually pretty common in U.S. history. Um, and that was Clinton that pushed for that. And it was, yeah, and so the Democrats were in control of Congress as well. Um, and so that's actually pretty common. Hawaii's history is fascinating. Our 50th state should be discussed more. Queen Liliokalani is an important historical figure. We believe teaching Hawaii's history is important. Mr. Brown couldn't have said it better. The process is important, but the details are often overlooked. Thank you for joining us for this podcast. We hope you have learned more about the forgotten Hawaii kingdom. This has been Leslie Maya and Eva Bernal. Aloha and mahalo.